0: <laughs> uh, Taz's new movie out now. Spoiler review happening. Podcast means this. <laughs> Taz like that part. Are you ready, eager young space cadet? <laughs> me, me. <meep>. I saw a <laughs> That is the <living>. limit. <laughs> Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Hello, and welcome to Of Course You Realize This Means Podcast. This is a Looney Tunes podcast. If you've never been here, welcome. And I discuss with, along alongside a guest uh, most of the time, What is going on with Looney Tunes in today's culture, whether it be in meme form, whether it be in the shorts, whether it be in new releases, such as the Looney Tunes cartoons, or if it's just news? And we have a lot of news today. I also want to thank Warner Brothers for allowing me to watch Taz Quest for Burger. And in this episode, I will be giving you my spoiler-filled review of the film. I cannot wait to get into it. On a quick side note, I wanted to let you know that I'm doing a giveaway. This will be for the Lids Looney Tunes run of hats. I have one hat to give away. All you have to do is follow me on social media, That will be on Instagram at This Means Podcast. And thank you to the 6,000 people who are currently following me over there. It has been such a joy to reinvigorate your interest in Looney Tunes through this podcast, through that platform, and just celebrating these classic characters in new and fun ways that are modern and also giving perspective on some of the classic. Cartoons that, you you know, you watched as a kid and you didn't really take away some of the adult themes or, you know, the music listings that are accompanied the animation. And to present them in a new light, I think, has been really fun, educational and entertaining, I think, on a whole. So so shout out to all of you that follow me over there. And I want to give back to that community. So look for a post when this goes up. Look for a post that will say a uh, contest giveaway and I will be giving away one of those new era hats uh, with Bugs Bunny on them. They're a slick hair design with a gray uh, color scheme throughout and I just I love the detail here. It, it's got a really great decal of Bugs's head on the front of it and it's just a really well made hat. I want to thank Danny Avila for providing that for me to do this giveaway, a friend of the podcast, and someone who's actually been on the show. We discussed Duck Dodgers back in its first season. Um, So yeah, check that out. And also, uh, just look for us on TikTok, now on threads, at the same thing, This Means Podcast. On TikTok, I'll be posting more about the Coyote versus Acme once we get news about that, and I believe... We might get a trailer this month, but don't hold me to that. That's just speculation. (laughs) Happy speculation, um, but speculation nonetheless. And we do have Comic-Con this month, so it's going to be a jam-packed month. But before any of that happens, let's discuss what happened last month, and let's open up the What's Up doc. That's a document I keep to tell me what's up. First, we have some news regarding the Looniverse. The Looniverse is obviously the Looney Tunes universe in media. It can be movies, TV, little side projects, or anything going on in the world of Looney Tunes. And the big thing that happened this week was we got a cast announcement for the main players of Tiny Toons Looniversity. And this is wonderful news as we can finally put a voice to the faces that we know and love from those classic adventure series. And, you know, as they grow into a university level character, as they progress in their adulthood to becoming a true Looney Tune, if you will. I I don't know what's at the end of the road for a, a Toonster who's going to school to learn the ins and outs of comedy if they just become a Looney Tune themselves or if there's some sort of, you know, avenue you have to get picked by bugs like firsthand. I, I, I'm i not sure how they graduate, but at least four years, I'm hoping, is what happens with this show because I want to see them, and obviously they're freshmen now, I want to see them grow and uh, and evolve. And if audiences latch on to these, these new re- iterations of these characters, it can have that potential. So let's break down who these characters are going to be. Thanks to Warner Brothers Animation and Amblin Television for sending out a press release that finally reveals these names. Ashley Crystal Harrison was a name that we already knew, had already associated her with Babs Bunny as presented on stage at San Diego Comic-Con last year. And I wonder if they're going to have A bigger panel this year for just Tiny Toons. We'll have to wait and see about that. No plans have been made or revealed just yet. But Babs Bunny has been described in this new series as a fraternal twin. Babs Bunny hops through life with an in-it-to-win-it attitude. One part class president, one part class clown. She's at Acme to pursue her dreams of being the next big cartoon director. That is a really interesting take on this character and a welcome one. I hope we get to see her behind the lens and making some magic happen with some cartoon antics. I think that'll be really fun. Next, we have Buster Bunny, who will be voiced by Looney Tunes Cartoons Emmy Award winner Eric Bauza. Buster, the other half of the bunny twins, is the kind of best friend anyone could ask for. This bunny's got an encyclopedic knowledge of all things Toon, and he's going to use that with his natural comic talents to follow in the Toon star's footsteps of his hero, Bugs Bunny. I think that's very fitting for Eric to jump into this role of Buster after already portraying Bugs in... The Looney Tunes cartoons, that Emmy award-winning series that I, I love to death. I cannot wait for, you know, the last batch to drop for us to get some more Looney goodness out of that. And I have a release date that I will reveal at the end of this news segment. So stay tuned. Hampton J. Pig is going to be voiced by David Arago Jr. And he's also voicing Plucky Duck, What a guy. Uh, You may know him as Ferb from Phineas and Ferb, that hit show over at Disney. And Hampton is described as a nervous, sweet as peach cobbler pie pig who is at Acme to become the first tune in his family to be a doctor, repairing other tunes who have been bonked, spronked, and splattered. That's a really fun take on a more anxious character. I can see him not wanting to be in the spotlight so much, but. I think that's a very vital skill in the world of, you know, the Looney Tunes. Like, there's a lot of characters always getting, uh, you know, Wiley e. Coyote specifically smashed or turned into a accordion with his body. So I wonder how Hampton's gonna, you know, rearrange those bony parts of uh, of a character to get him back to regular shape. We'll have to wait and see. Plucky Duck a joyfully snobbish mallard who is an expert at putting himself first. He's enacting acme to be the next Daniel Duck Lewis, a goal his frenemy Buster constantly gets in the way of. Obviously, Daniel Day Lewis is the play on words there, and I think Buster and Plucky are going to have a very funny and fun a- adversary against each other, and I, th- I can't wait to see how that plays out. And last out of the... The main freshman class is Tessa Netting voicing Sweetie Bird. This is a character that was created uh, in Tiny Toons as a, you know, a conduit for you know Tweety humor. But this bird no know, is known to yell, and Candy Milo, who voiced her originally, just did a great job of bringing such brashness to her characterization in that way. And I'm excited to see how Tessa takes over. A punk rebel canary here to smash the patriarchy and rock campus karaoke night. She's the first one to go to bat for her friends, whether they want it or not. That's a very strong character trait that you want a friend or a foe. So I'm interested to see how that plays out as well. And a kudos to all of the the new cast that we have for the Tiny Toons. I, I hope that kids are endeared to these characters and that adults who grew up with the original series, that they like what they're doing here. They understand that their the characters have grown and these new iterations are, you know, in their own right, can be charming and they can, you know, give you that sense of nostalgia by also progressing in the world of Looney Tunes, in the Looniverse, if you will, and at Acme Lou, where they're going to (laughs) be. So we have a returning cast as well, and this will be most of the professorial staff. You have Jeff Bergman voicing Bugs Bunny and Sylvester, and that's wonderful because Jeff Bergman is actually one of the guys that took over for Mel Blanc after he passed away. And Tiny Toons was one of his first projects where he voiced Bugs Bunny. So having that consistency is really nice and rewarding for the fans, I believe. Next we have Bob Bergen as Porky Pig. And that's also a character actor that has been with us for a long time. He is usually the voice of Tweety Bird, but mainly Porky Pig. And it's great to have him back as well. And I just realized Tweety Bird is not in this press release, so Bob Bergen could still be voicing Tweety. We're just not being revealed that uh, information just yet. Eric Bauza is also going to be voicing Daffy Duck as well as Gossamer. That's interesting. So his Daffy is incredible. You can hear that on Looney Tunes cartoons. But his Gossamer, I don't know if he voiced Gossamer very much in Space Jam and New Legacy, uh, but that was the only other time that character really had a prominent you know spotlight so this is going to be interesting to see what kind of characterization he has is he a janitor <laughs> i'm guessing he's a janitor cuz i haven't seen him with the other looney tunes pictured um or if i have have he was you know Uh, monotone with the other ones in black and white and he didn't stand out in his full redness. But we'll we'll see and uh, I'm interested to see how that plays out as well. But kudos to Eric Bauza for taking over those two roles as well for this. And Candy Milo returns to the world of Tiny Toons as Dean Granny and Witch Hazel. I'm assuming Witch Hazel is going to be an antagonist to the school in some way. I think that'll be kind of fun. Maybe give it a Harry Potter type spin. And uh, last but not least, we have Fred Tatasciore as Taz and Yosemite Sam, again, doing both of those characters over on Looney Tunes Cartoons. So it looks like Looney Tunes Cartoons voice acting roster has really made an impact over at Amblin and Warner Brothers Animation to have them stay on as those characters, which is fantastic because I really enjoy hearing those iterations of the characters come through. And I'm interested to see if they do anything different here with the, you know, pitch or with the uh the nuance of the characters that they bring to it. Now, one other special uh, casting announcement that we do not know her role yet, but Cree Summer as Elmira will be back for at least one episode, but not as a teacher. So, what is she going to be? I have no clue, but I'm very excited to have Cree Summer back in this project and yes, yeah, it's it's just, you know, an overall celebration of animation, Tiny Toons as a show, and, you know, this new up-and-coming series. I, I cannot wait to see how it plays out, but definitely want to give a shout-out to the original creators over at Tiny Toon Adventures, and that includes Tom Ruger and Steven Spielberg, and I am just over the moon about this new project coming together. So let's let's wait and see how it is, but I have my fingers crossed. This is going to be great in the fall of this year. So stay tuned to Max for that. Next, we have dropping on Bugs Bunny's birthday this year, July 27th, 2023, the last batch of Looney Tunes cartoons. I just hinted at it, but it is coming to an end, folks. And that is all because I don't think we're going to get another series quite like this one. Now, the, the the silver lining here is that they are actually working on atonic DNA Warner Brothers animation they're working on a feature they're working on a feature with Daffy and Porky in this same universe style and I cannot wait to see that you know having that be the exclamation mark on this whole project I think is very fitting so I cannot wait and I will be reporting on everything going on with that movie so without further ado let's talk about Taz <laughs> So let's talk about Taz quest for burger. After an outlaw abducts her father and steals her town's food supply, a feisty adolescent bandicoot named Quinn recruits the Tasmanian devil to help her find the thief and get her dad back, as well as some uncooked, but to the point, very well cooked by her dad veggie burgers, which is feeding the community, and I, I think that's one of the takeaways here is that it was all about community, but I'll get there. Taz may be an ill-tempered rogue with a fearsome reputation, but he and Quinn will have to work together to track the criminal through the wilds of Tasmania and save her community. And that's what it's really about. It's it's really about this small community of bandicoots and alligators and koalas, and they just want to live a happy life, a long life that is... a Without threat uh, from another species, older audiences will know Taz from earlier shorts such as Devil May Hare, his first appearance in 1954, or Ducking the Devil with Daffy Duck fending off Taz with a music box or radio. That's the boy Tazzy, come and hear the pretty music. <laughs> You beautiful $5,000 baggy-eyed slob. Now, is this the movie that I would have wanted for Taz? Well, no, because it's not aimed at me. It's aimed at a younger generation, and that is totally cool. I'm happy for Taz. I'm happy that kids are finally getting to meet this character that I have loved all of my life. I actually had a friend in elementary school that drew a really great Taz, and that was actually how we became friends. And I I just, this character means a lot to me, and to have him have this front-center stage movie in 2023, I think it's huge. Obviously, we had Tasmania. That was a wonderful show in the 90s, and if they want to reboot that, I'm all for it. I think they have a stellar director In Ryan Kramer, I know this was his first movie, and I think he knocked it out of the park for what it is. Brian Condon wrote the screenplay, and he also worked on uh, Thundercats, the reboot, as well as Aquaman, King of Atlantis. So, you know, they have a really good you know, repertoire over there. So I also wanted to shout out some of the voice cast. You had Steve Blum again, voicing Taz. Hadley Gannaway was the voice of Quinn. I thought she did a really great job carrying this movie. You had Eric Bauza in there as Sid. You had Ian James Corlett. And the, the the funny thing about that casting, Ian James Corlett plays the dad of Quinn, and he's a bandicoot. But Ian played the voice of baby Taz in baby looney tunes i just think that is a really fun like callback and there's even a tasmania callback whenever they go to tasmania they play the intro or there is a nuanced version of the intro of tasmania the old tv series playing in the background as quinn is like walking through the desert landscape Welcome to Atlanta, it's way under down under the sky. always yellow in rain or shine. Constantismalia, Constantismalia. Having those little moments that shout out, you know what came before, I think is really important for these nostalgic pieces, but also making it interesting for the audience that grew up with this character and they have this relationship with this character already through media. I think it's important to, to respect that. And they did that here. So, This movie definitely has a new version of Taz, but what it does really well is it sets up a framing device where Quinn is telling the story of a really dastardly monster Taz, which is the Taz that we know. It's the Taz that, you know, chomps through anything and eats rabbits, eats ducks, goes after bugs, you know, like has all those adventures. And it's really great to have that in there and then juxtaposed, for a comedic effect, this new Taz. He is out to lunch, as they say. He is not all there because he's retired. He's he's taken down a whale and he's living in the whale. But there's a line that Taz says that really accompanies this new version, as well as the classic Taz we know and love, which is this. Maybe me not all the time smart, but me not all the time dumb. It's a really cute movie. It has its moments. There are a lot of things that a Taz-like character would do. So it does stay true to the character in this new version. And some of those are that he he eats literally everything, even a bad veggie burger. And this is what causes the indigestion that takes away his spin attack. And this is really what makes him vulnerable. And for them to be on this dangerous quest in Tasmania and them not to have that warrior aspect to... Taz, the, the guardian of Quinn, I think is really quintessential for good storytelling. And I think it made for a really fun arc for both of them to experience. But whenever Taz is able to be Taz, that is when this movie shines. It is Taz doing the broken English, saying, me someone else, not Taz. Taz not here. Taz dead. Food was taken. What kind of food? Also, my dad, what kind dad? Like those lines are, (laughs) those lines are really funny to me because they're delivered so well, again, by Steve Blum, who did a fantastic job as Taz in this. You know, going back to, you know, Taz eating everything. He eats jellyfish. He says he eats uh, squid ink. And nothing comes back up, but the the fun, like Chekhov's gun of this movie, is that eventually something's going to come back up, and it is a showering vomit in the face of the villain, which is portrayed by the Rocky Gang, which are a bunch of dingoes, and they are, they're. Pretty loony in this, but they also serve a really strong purpose, if not a short-lived one. I wish the dingoes were in this more. That's one of my main criticisms: is that the villain of this doesn't show up until the last, I want to say, twenty minutes, and then they're they're taken out in ten. So <laughs> it's uh, it's really hard to have a really strong villain in a movie like this where you have. I mean, I, I guess the the journey is really encompassed around the the dangers of the jungle and, you know, having Taz needing to defeat different animals that come their way, like snakes and, and uh, stuff like that. So there are dangers for sure. But these dingoes, I think they made a really good mark within the short-lived screen time they had. And yeah, uh, honestly, this is a really cute self-contained story that at least has Taz spin-fighting, eating, and being calmed by music. I mean, what else do you want? Like, that's those are big character traits for Taz. And I just wanted to shout out the amazing voice actors as uh, I continue this list. Uh, James Urbaniak uh, did the voice of Rocky. And I thought he did something really great here. He was villainous and also just, you know, he had a really interesting accent that they really played with, with the d- Dingo design that he was encompassed in. And then Carrie Walgreen as Melanie Koala just rounds out this wonderful cast that we had, and it just elevates the storytelling when you have a solid cast. And again, uh, shout out to Hadley Gannaway as Quinn, who really carried this entire movie on her back or on her, on her vocal cords. Uh, she did a really fantastic job as Quinn the little bandicoot that we follow throughout. I also wanted to give a shout out to the character design behind the look of this movie and its characters, uh, Brooke Regalado and Tristam Wapples. Uh, They did a fantastic job here. It is a very unique, just like King Tweety had a very unique design. This also keeps in tone with that. And there is nothing more special than a Looney Tunes project with a very unique design that is unlike anything you've ever seen before. And also, we had another Looney Tunes cartoons alumni on this, David Gimmel, who was a director on many of the shorts, including the Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner shorts. He was a storyboard artist on this. And there are some shots in this of Taz where he's doing his spin attack with two crocodiles that really, like, took me back to those 50s cartoons with Taz and him attacking animals and, like, you know, being the brute force that we know and love about him. And they did a really great job of framing him in a way that makes him look like this warrior. And I can see why Quinn would want to recruit him on this journey with her. So again, this is obviously aimed at a a younger demographic. This is a tamer Taz. And I think if you are a adult who has kids, this is a good entry into the Looneyverse, entry into classic characters that are not getting the shine and glow that they obviously deserve. And having them portrayed in this way, I think eases a new mind into the world of Looney Tunes. Because let's face it, a lot of kids grow up with Disney nowadays. And there's not a whole lot of Warner Brothers content that is getting them out to see Looney Tunes. So if they've never seen a Looney Tune before... This is a good one. This is a good one. And there's really some fun humor here, as well as just wild, you know, crazy, gross out humor, but in a child friendly way. I've been referring to this as child proofing Taz. And that's what it feels like, but not not in a bad way, in just a, a different way, a way that we're getting accustomed to with Bugs Bunny Builders and King Tweety, where they're taking these characters that are in a very violent setting and kind of like putting them in a a soft padded cell, if you will. And even though they are being restricted from being violent, they are still carrying some of those classic attributes that we know and love. And I think that's the important takeaway here. So overall, I would give this one and a half out of five carrots And I would recommend it to young children and parents who want to show their kids a new Looney Tunes movie because it's rare that we get those. Go check out Taz' Quest for Burger. Take it, podcast guy. Thanks, Taz. Definitely watch what you eat. You can follow the podcast over at This Means Pod over on Twitter or This Means Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. Be sure to like, subscribe, share, and also watch our video content on YouTube to keep up to date on everything happening in the Luniverse. Taz, you want to close us out? <laughs> that, that's all, folks. <laughs> I should have known I needed a raincoat for this episode. Special shout out to Issy the Scribe, friend of the podcast, for providing the voice of Taz in this episode, as well as Warner Brothers Entertainment for letting me use the sounds you heard from Taz Quest for Burger, as well as Tasmania and Ducking the Devil. Keep it loony out there. And remember, that's not all, folks.